travels, aviation, tourism, lifestyle, and destinations while learning the people, learning the people, culture, and everything in between, one episode at a time. Introducing your host, Tayar Arisadare. Welcome to the Traviator. Learn the world. This is the Traviator. As always, my name is Tayo Orishadari, and I'm reaching you live from Allegro Studios. Today, we'll be discussing something along the cultural line. As you know, on the Traviator, we are leveraging the platforms of travel, aviation, tourism, culture, destination, and lifestyle to bridge the gap between the world truths and our truths. On today's episode of the Traviator, we'll be flying to the southernmost country in the African continent, that is South Africa. And we will be looking at that part of South Africa, the tribe in South Africa with the highest population. As of the last count, they're standing at about, say, 10 million plus of um, citizens that, that belong to that tribe. Today, we'll be talking about the Zulu tribe, and we'll be discussing this along tribe, language, and culture. As a prelude, the Zulu formed around the presence of ancestral spirits known as Amadlosi and Abapansi. Um, they believe so much in the presence of their ancestors, and they have a strong connection um, between the ancestors and themselves. And it reflects in the forms of dreams and sometimes uh, sickness. And somehow they have that connection to the ancestors, maybe by snakes. Um, and they actually really, really present these ones, especially when um, uh, maybe during marriages, uh, death, uh, puberty, and even during birth. And the worthy Zulu daughter to do justice to the topic Zulu, the tribe, language, and culture. She's a public relations, marketing, yes. communication, brand practitioner, and strategist. Uh, she's an online radio host, a blogger, and a YouTuber. You think that is enough? But beyond that, she's a life coach, mentor, a catalyst, and spiritual inner healer for that inner acceptance and inner peace for whether herself or the public at large. Generally, she helps others gain a deeper understanding of self and assist confidence um, in the abilities of people around her. She really do believe there are endless opportunities in the world and she's dedicated to everyone's success. She's naturally altruistic. Listen, gentlemen, join me as a welcome to the studios, my friend, my friend of such a very long time, Pumzile Patede. Welcome to the studios. Yes, thank you. I am my friend. Thank you so much. No, oh, you're wow. laughing so, so, so hard. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Can't complain. And I know the world is so much, but hey, we still here. Yes. How is the weather in South Africa today? Today is very hot. It's a beautiful hot summer day. Yeah, it's, the sun is out. The sun is beautifully out today. Mm. 
Okay, yeah. so I mean, just looking at the topic we want to talk about today, um, you know, from the outsiders, we see the Zulu. Uh, we actually perceive them more from the beauty of their language, the clicking sound. You still know that whenever I visit South Africa and you're talking, I'm actually waiting for you to just pronounce those clicking things like Ngomboti. So Saubana yes. today, and I'm sure you'll be doing a lot of that to us. Siabonga for joining us on this show and also just to help educate those of us that are from outside. What does Zulu mean to you? Sure, yeah, no, let me start by saying I am so proud of you because you still remember all the clicking sound and the Zulu and the greetings. So yes, over 20 years of learning, I'm so proud of you. So Tayo, you know, being Zulu means so much to me. Uh, just to give a, a background, I actually originally, I am Swati, but oh. I had a privilege, yes, I had a privilege to study grow up in KZN, Guazulu Natal. So generally I was brought up as Zulu as they come, you know, but biologically I cannot claim that I'm Zulu. But the wow. culture and everything that I've learned by being Zulu, I am honored to say being Zulu is one of the proudest things that I've ever, like I've experienced and I carry myself and my kids Everything that we do at home, cultural, like with, within culture, it's more Zulu than any other thing in Africa. So being Zulu, being Zulu, you know, Zulus are known for when in South Africa, when they joke about being a Zulu, they will say they are known for taxi driving and all that and all being <laughs> Okay. Everybody, when you say a Zulu, they will tell, they will ask you if are uh, you a you know taxi driver or an owner. But that's not all that Zulu is all about. Zulu is about a beautiful like with the like the background that we've shared currently. Exactly that the culture, the diversity, it's a strong and the biggest tribe. That's why everybody in South Africa would actually predominantly be Zulu because they take over all the Kosas, the Swatis, the Spedi, but Zulu really is a craft of, of South Africa. And you know the Zulu name comes from when they say Zulu. There is Zulu as in the heavens, and there's Zulu, the weather. Right. So you know, you're seeing a Zulu person or Umzulu. It means you are, we are people of the heavens. You know, we don't control weather, but when a Zulu person or the Zulu like tribe is around, the weather, you know, does things. You will see the rain, you will see the wind, you will see everything that says Amazulu, you know, people of the heavens. So it means that so much to me. Ah, okay. So there's Zulu, the weather, there's Zulu, the, um, the people, there's Zulu, the language. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, yes. Oh, yes, and there's Zulu. The heaven. So, kwa, Zulu. So, the kwa <laughs> means um, the collection or the city or the location. Yeah, the people that have the red connection to the heavens are actually located. That's interesting. Kwa, Zulu. <laughs> okay, so, beyond the fact that we that look from outside, if anything, one of those things that really excites us about the Zulu is uh, their culture, their ceremonies. But before we get there, um, so um, from someone who is 
an integral part of this culture. What are the Zulus particularly known for? Okay. The Zulus are known for their, yes, song, dance. They are known for their, like, culture, you know, the strict, strict beliefs in ancestral beliefs. And knowing that if you are from the Zululand, everything that you do culturally begins from a family, a home. So when a man and a woman marry in Zulu culture, if there's no lobola dowry happening, then that the family does not exist. When oh. a child is born, when a child is born in a Zulu culture, things has to be done. Like you need to make sure that you introduce the child to the ancestor. You plant a tree for a child. So their cultural belief is the strongest. There is nothing as a Zulu nation or a Zulu family home that you cannot do without making sure that culture and traditions are done and are taken care of. Anything else that you can do in the Western thing, then it means nothing in the Zulu nation, you know. And the Zulus are known for their, you know, um, the riches when it comes to the organic food. You know how the crops, oh, the cows, yeah. it's the monetary value is not... Are important, but a family man, they are, they are riches. They will say, um, So when they count your cows, that's when they know that you are a man because you have cows. cows. So if you don't have crops, if you don't have that, your big Zulu man is. So they are known for that. You yeah. know, they are known for, yeah. And, you know, making sure that the family, you know, in the Zulu, when we go rural, Everything is about vegetation and, and the crops. And you can feed the nation. They work together. Nobody will go hungry. That's the type of culture they have where we are all Zulus. Even if you come from different families, but you are one nation, you are one tribe. That's why if you go back in the days, how the kingdom was like risen. It was risen because of one leader, Shaga Zulu, who took the whole tribe of men and fought for, you know, the Zulus. So it was not from this family or that family, but it's for the whole kingdom. So we are known for that oneness, that unity of the Zulu people. Ah, okay. So at least it's, if it's any consolation, uh, the Zulus <laughs> are not only known as just warriors and they're not yes. only known by their beautiful dance steps. I remembered one of those trips uh, to South Africa when you took me to Soweto, somewhere on the hill, not very far from Nelson Mandela, Desmond Tutu's house, where we went yeah. and you actually fed me for the first time with the South African delicacy called mm. Mhodu. Mm. I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. So, yes. so yes. that's an experience I still took with me. And I'm sure there must be very, very direct connection between the Zulu and their food. And also, yes. just like a lot of other African countries and some part of Nigeria inclusive, the man, the man's wealth is measured by his ability to not only cater for his people, but very well too. And some of those, yeah. like I interviewed, so, I interviewed somebody from Tanzania um, only okay. a few weeks ago. She's married to a Maasai man. And their wealth also is measured from the number of power, goods, and all those things that they have. So Africa is one big family, if not for it the is. 
boundaries that artificially introduced. Having said that, why is Zulu culture and tradition very important? Sure. You know, I think the importance of any culture or any tribe, uh, tribe it's more um, for, for life and family structure. For me, personally, I think it begins there. If you don't have tradition and culture, you cannot grow your family and the nation and the community because there are no structures. Mm. I spoke earlier about those events, you know, from when a child is born. If you don't follow cultural beliefs on how that child is, like how is welcomed as a family and the surname, you know, how important the traditional and the surname, what it means to a person to be, like I'm from Zilezamin, you know, for me to be able to use that name and surname, it has to start with that culture, that tradition that from the father's side, something must happen. So I think the lifestyle and that, you know, you, you make sure that your lifestyle and the home is carried in a certain way. Right. Each and every event is done in a certain way, which is culture. So if it's not, then it means nothing. Let's go to after birth, uh, marriage, you know, uh, burial. Like now we had um, the king of the Zulu passing on. It was a big issue how he was supposed to be buried or how he was buried based on COVID. That culture and tradition, you know, was affected so much, so, so much that, you know, the tradition holds the, the, the homestead holds the kingdom, you know, mm-hmm. then in, yeah, so that it's, it's important in so many ways, even in, in beliefs, in so many ways, because you are able to know who you are, where you are born, where you come from, and how you represent yourself everywhere else you go. If you go to America and coming from South Africa, and if over and above coming from South Africa, being Zulu or being, being proud of your tradition, the clothing, you know how colorful we can be. So it, it's important in that factor because it's defining each, like how God is, how big God is. You can see from those things that, you know what, culture is important because that's something that you need to carry in your life every day. Because if you lose that, then how, as as, as human race, you can't even differentiate, right. you know. So culture, yeah, for, I, I won't say Zulu only, but I can say, for everybody, if your cultural and traditional beliefs are not carried through, you lose a sense of who you are. So it's very important to know where you come from, where you are born, and what are the beliefs, and make sure that you do them right. We'll talk about, like, from your synopsis, when you're talking about Amajosi, the ancestral beliefs. Those are the things that are so important to Zulu people. And if you don't do that, um, not the snake part, but it feels like your life will not go in a certain way if you don't follow those beliefs, if you don't do those things the way they're supposed to be done, not how we think the way they're supposed to be done. Okay, I hope President Ramaphosa <laughs> is listening to my friend, Pumzide Patedi. I mean, I love the gusto that comes and the kind of pride that comes to you when you actually want to refer to yourself. And I see the beauty and that pride that goes with it. And I hope someday when uh, President Ramaphosa is considering having someone as the image maker of the or the Minister of Tourism <laughs> in South Africa, they will rightly consider my friend Pumzile Patedi. Okay, so just going to the next possible question that our listeners might want to know. 
Uh, yeah. On my several trips to South Africa, one of those things that people will say, oh, when you go to South Africa, hmm, just beware, because they have the set of people called the Sangoma. And, yes. uh-huh. so, and I know that some people think that the Sangoma goes in a certain negative way, while some people think that their role in the Zulu culture is very, very important because they actually act as intermediaries between we, their life, and our ancestors. So yeah. could you just uh, help me to understand the role of the Sangoma in the uh, Zulu tradition? And also, while you will now help me to tie it, uh, we just want to know what the Zulu rituals, ceremony, and dances are. So but first, let's talk about the Sangoma as in intermediaries between us and our, and our ancestors. Okay. So, yeah, as um, we started talking about the Zulus, and you also did say when you did your research that they believe in so much. When it comes to ancestral beliefs, that's that's our call. That's the start. So the ancestral belief is, you know, when um, your great grand uh, father or mother passes on, right? then you have people in the nation where they are Isangoma, or, you know, Isangoma. You know, okay, let's start with Sangoma. the word Isangoma, where it comes from. Isangoma. <laughs> I, love, I love the sound of the Zulu um, words. Isangoma. Yes. Isangoma. <laughs> it comes from the singing and the dancing. Isangoma. Sangoma. Ingoma is, is music. Right. Ah. So okay. it began with the healing through music, the healing through using the sound, oh. you know. And when they move, when Sangoma uses the drums, you know, and the singing, and when they sing and dance, then the ancestral part comes in where the rise of the forefathers who have passed on get to wake up or get to come and manifest and come back to life to bring wisdom, to bring uh, any other teaching. So Sangoma will then take a form of somebody. You know, wisdom comes from our forefathers. So right. when they've passed on, Isangoma helps to bring that message from the forefathers to the current people. So then the negativity comes that in the power of how does somebody who has passed on is able to come back, is able to send messages, is able to communicate with the living. That's where then the issue where people don't trust how does that work. But Isangoma helps people to guide, you know, to give the wisdom of the forefathers, whatever that they left behind, so that it continues. Let's go back to how a child, when it's born, what you need to do. Right. As we grow up, families like young mothers like us, we don't follow the culture the way it's, you know, because we westernized now. Mm-hmm. So when you go to Isangoma, the Sangoma will then help you understand who you are from your surname and tell you this is where you are born this is you tell them your surname then they will tell the forefathers will come using their space and their platform to communicate back to you to say this is what needs to be done this is where you should be this is where your family if there are things that were not done correctly then the sangoma will help you and bring your ancestors to tell you what you need to do next so they are the holders of the truest truest sense of our cultural stuff and tradition so they hold it 
so much more that even if it was not passed on to us, mm-hmm. when you go to a Sangoma, you will learn, you will mm-hmm. know, because there are no books that there are there, but there, we, we don't have so many that will tell you exactly. And then with the Sangoma will also help you strictly from your family. Mm-hmm. your own family, your own right. small claim. Mm-hmm. That's how the Sangoma helps in terms of making sure that we don't lose in like our culture or our beliefs or things that we're supposed to do culturally or traditionally. Thank you so, so much, Pumzele, for actually that breath of fresh air into the misconception <laughs> about Sangoma. And I think also across Africa, um, we need to we need this level of education just so we can retain the beauty of our culture and that yeah. quick uh, judgment and that quick perception that everything Western is the best for us. Um, whereas I'm not saying the Western stuff are not good, but yeah. it's not to the extent that we discard everything that belongs to us. So um, um, and also uh, it might actually be a uh, um, uh not too correct that we did not have some form of organization before the western uh colonizers came to africa africa already had some sort of organization around the family around uh uh, around uh, respect around culture or religion before the advent of um colonization so whereas colonization might have come with its own good but this is not yeah. it's not enough reason for us to completely jettison okay. that that belongs to True. us. Okay, True. okay, so um, from the outside point of view, um, we know the Zulu for their very beautiful dance steps, uh, especially yeah. with ceremonies and a lot of dances. And part of those dance from uh, that we see from the distance is the reed dance, and um, <laughs> and if not anything else, we see very beautiful young ladies um, uh, being in a certain form that are very attractive and uh, often enjoyable. I don't want to call, go to the details uh, because I may not know enough <laughs> to provide the details. Uh, so, but coming from a true daughter of the soil. Could you just yeah. please take us to some certain Zulu rituals, ceremonies, okay. and dances? What they stand yeah. or what they stand for, their connotations, and why they do what they do. Cool, we'll do that. But before I move there, I just wanted to say yes. When the West, when we became Westernized, when the Western came to teach us few things, why we welcomed it as African people, not 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 only Zulus, as African people. I think because of Ubuntu, because of um, you know, we were we are born from that respect that we are so humble to a point that if anybody comes to us, we receive everybody that way. We are right. also known for being like accommodative to say right. when anybody visit when they come, an African person will welcome a person and give them food, give them everything that they have because we are that nation of sharers. Coming to like. That redance coming to those ceremonies, we touched on food. Every you, ceremony. Okay, sorry, you were smiling. <laughs> I'm not only talking about the redance, but redance is I just know. a beautiful spectacle to watch. So, amongst <laughs> other ceremonies, all the other rituals, other uh, dances, we just want to have yeah. insight 
about these ceremonies and why they do what they do. That's why I was about to say, you spoke about the food. Each and every ceremony that is done, be it a wedding, be it a redance, be it a funeral, you would see that cows will be slaughtered. Or like, let me say all, you know, they will slaughtering of animals, of chickens, there will be a feasting. So Zulu culture, they are big on each and every ceremony, you will feast. When you feast, there will be song and dance. Mm-hmm. There will be that colorfulness where you show the true tribal ways of doing things. So some, I like, I like the two more, the re-dance and I love the weddings. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to the Zulus, I think if you want to see beauty, those are the two. The re-dance actually, yes, from how you see the young ladies, the beauty, actually that particular ceremony is or was to promote virginity, was mm. to promote the beginning of, you know, young women who would carry themselves in a way that your true sense of purity, when you are a virgin, this is how you carry yourself. The re-dance also is used to have, you know, now we talk to our kids, counsel them every now and again. The re-dance then was where mothers will have all the young women coming into one space and teach them about caring themselves, you know, for becoming big, young, beautiful women who would grow up to be parents and mothers and their leaders, because, you know, in the Zulu culture, women are the leaders, you know. So that dance comes with that. And what, what it will do is to showcase the beauty of young women, showing off who they are in their pure sense, where they will be dressed in a way that you can see the boobies, you would see everything that bumps out where it says, this is true African beauty as is, not because it's to show off for men's perspective or to see the beauty. So the redance mainly, mainly, mainly was more for that, to promote virginity, to promote um, men and women to say, this is where you start, this is where you can select your bride in a, in a good way, in a platform that is secured you would know that men will be told how to carry themselves and how to choose a wife and the women how when they're supposed to get together how it's done then yes the song and dance and the feasting will be part of that but initially is that then tayo my favorite my favorite the weddings ah you know the you know, wedding. You know, you know Nigeria is very big on weddings too, especially the Yoruba tribe. <laughs> so, I know. <laughs> tell us about the weddings. <laughs> so with the, with the wedding, yes, it begins with that lobola when, you know, the two families are joined together. Right. That is the first ceremony. After so lobola that, is like the dowry, right? The dowry is right, where okay. now the family is saying, we have seen a flower on your side. We want to build relations. We want to build a family. So this is our sign to show that we will feed, we will take care of this person. Hence the lobola, hence the cows to say, we want to take care of this family from this side. Right. After that, the second ceremony, it will be now from the bride side where they will welcome the groom. You know, the welcoming of the groom, it's also so significant because now we are saying your child is becoming part of Our this, child. the bride. And so yes. that is the part Our of the child. family. Yes, and leaving their own family. They Now the, the groom is leaving their own family to becoming a son to this family. Ah, and okay, so... 
a new addition to the family. So it's like welcoming yes. him into the family. Yes. Got it. And after that, then there will be an exchange of gifts to show that not the bright price like we are being women are being bought is to showcase that these are now two families that will be living together. Then right. you'll have the gifting where the gifting includes um, the blankets, you know, amatansi, you know, the mats, Ama, you know, amatansi. the grass. <laughs> I love the language. I just love how it sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Amakamba mm-hmm. would be brought, you know, Amakamba would be brought. So the type of gifts that are given, they all say building and starting the family. Mm-hmm. Because Ikansi was the bed before. Ikansi was used to sleep in before. Right, right. <laughs> before the beds. And that's where you would see two families coming together yeah, and the ceremony. Slaughtering is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Two you know the umkomboti where now the brewing um, um. the brewing of umkomboti hey. and why you know you, <laughs> and with hey, umkomboti you know with, the, with <laughs> you know Tayo, with and wine you have your own class and all that but right. with umkomboti mm-hmm. you are given umkomboti with ikamba you know mm-hmm. I hope if I have it here I would show you right so ikamba. <laughs> With the kamba, that's when you show that in this, whatever you are drinking, mm-hmm. you are drinking in a family together. Everybody will drink using ikamba. That shows the sign of unity and ah. the so the, the so the, the is what is called. What do you call it again? Ikamba. Ikamba. I would try ikamba. Yeah, ikamba or ukamba. Yeah. Ah, okay, I, I, I will, I will defer. I will just default on the side of Ikamba. The other one is like <laughs> tongue twist. <laughs> ah, this, I can see a lot of similarity between your culture and yeah. the Igbo tribe in Nigeria because they have something called Igbanku or something. And I know that okay. uh, as part of it is uh, the, the bride is supposed to have um, the local palm wine in the in the in the gourd like that, and you just take it around yeah. and go in search of his uh, room, yeah. and when he finds it, then he just give it to him. That's this yeah. similarity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, all those ceremonies. I think you will never have a celebratory ceremony of a Zulu culture without song and dance, and you know the pure cultural men and women dancing in one form. Or in a certain way, you know, that shows being, you know, the Zulu culture and the food, you know, and the food. So that's who we are. Beautiful. So the dance, the food, the drink, <laughs> the food. Um, which was going to take me to the next uh, question. But you've talked about Oswala and uh, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I remember that uh, even Shaka Shaka really, really made that um, that uh, drink very popular. And I actually um, made it a point of duty. There's a place called Busy Corner in Johannesburg. Oh, yeah. And I made sure I just actually go there to see what Mbomboti uh, looks like. Okay, so like they said, the way to a man's heart is through his mouth. What does yeah. the Zulu um, the Zulus, what do they uh, eat in terms of food? What is the common food 
amongst uh, the Zulu uh, tribe? Yeah. So I think with the food, like you spoke about um, <laughs> tribe. <laughs> so mainly, yes, um, food is the big part of the man. You know, the home is a home because there is a pot as you go. There is a pot on the stove. So you'd have your dumplings, you know, um, uh, what do we call it? Dumpling, it dumbbell on our side. It's a yeast, it's made with yeast, you oh. know, and your spinach, the greens, the greens are a big part of, because of, you know, how Amazulu will always, the garden, they will, but um, everything, you know, mm-hmm. the greens, everything that is organic that comes mm-hmm. from the garden. It's spinachy or umrojo, it's, the, I, don't, I don't know if you remember the spinach, the yes, green I, of one. Of course, I, I remember the spinach. Uh, that was just put on the side of the yellow, I think, pumpkin. And then, and then uh, the pumpkin. Yes, the pumpkin. Yes, then um, what was this? What the, was this uh, food again? And then I saw uh, that um, samp, right? Samp? Yes, Istanbul. Yes, and uh, Istanbul, which is the beans. Yes, which is the beans. Yes. yes. So yeah, yeah. So I, I I tasted all of that, and I must say that is my best South African food. I I, I, I could be a little fussy. I am not very adventurous with food, but that one I tasted, and every time I've visited South Africa, I've made it a point of duty to always make yeah. sure that I have and a go at uh, Nkodu. Okay, um, so, Kodu, yes. Kambu, pumpkin spinach. That's the main. And Amawudwana, I don't know if you remember, like the chicken feet. Right. Ah, chicken feet, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that as well, you know. And <laughs> that as well is one of our best when right. it comes to food. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's beautiful. And I also know that you, I mean, you do a lot of grains. Yes. Right. Yes, please. Yeah. Can you say ama nina? Ama what? Ama nina. Ama nina. <laughs> Those are chicken feet. Ama nina. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I will try again. Ama nina. Oh, well, I think I gave that the best shot I could give to any, but I knew, I know those your, those your, um, Donations and click sound can be really, really challenging, but those are the beauty of the Zulu language. Okay, so in terms of religion, what is the yeah. primary religion of the Zulu tribe? I know Christianity is there now, and there's that hybrid between Christianity and whatever it was that was a traditional religion. What religion are the Zulus known for? You know, the Zulus are, uh, you know, I also searched that today, actually. But yes, Christianity has taken over. Right. But what what has happened in as life went on, there are many other denominations which are coming up to make sure that Christianity and the ancestral belief is now meshed, where you have churches, like there's one big church in KwaZulu Natal. If you go to tourism, you will always see Bati Gwashembe. Right. So it has come out and risen to a point that it made sure that the Zulu culture in religion, they don't lose so much to Christianity and forget to mix together the religion. Right. 
and the tradition. So Ushembe has become a very a bigger church in KZN. When you go, they, they're even a tourist destination. Mm-hmm. There's a Ushembe village where you are able to see the religious beliefs, how they mix both. Right. But most churches have, so like I am, I belong to Amapostolo. Amapostolo, they are also one of the, it's a Christian church, but everything that is done, it's done in, in, in a traditional ancestral way, where right. it mixes Isangoma, right. it mixes Isinyanga, mm-hmm. and speak about how God and us belong, where you find that in the midst of Christianity, in the midst of like, oh, we, like let me say, the Zulu culture, if we, be, we believe in Unkulunkulu, we believe in God. We believe that in the existence of God. But with that understanding that within the structure religion, God speaks, like you will say guardian angel or the Western people will say angels. Mm-hmm. On our side, those are our ancestors. Right, because right. when you pray, when you upasha, when you pray and pasha, when you're going to speak to God to say, this is my life, this is who I am, mm-hmm. and this is what I need, or I need you, guide my family and all that, send, you know, your angels. Our churches now, they will tell you, when they say send your angels, it means send the ancestors that know you by name and sending. It means those are your ancestors. Mm-hmm. They've passed on and they are with God on the other side. Right. So nice. that. That's when the religion now it's mixing the two Christianity and the cultural or ancestral belief. So, but most um, Zulu people have moved into Christianity. But as we've seen in South Africa, there's more and more denominations that make sure that we don't lose out on. Like in my church, we still do ingoma isgubu, you know, where we beat the drums right. when we're having our praise and worship. There's beating of the drums. That's where the ancestral will come alive. You would see people coming out and prophesy, you know, all right. are able to come out and tell you to say your family is saying fix this, fix that, or they are happy with one, two, three, four, five. But that happens at church. That right. happens in that space, you know. So there are a lot of denomination that mix the two. But ah, Christianity okay. has yeah, taken over a little bit. I love the fact that... Um there is that the Zulu culture has been able to find a healthy balance between the West, uh, Western uh, infused Christianity and the Zulu's tradition and beliefs True. when it comes to religion. And I hope the rest of Africa also has something to learn about this. And because um, it is really, really becoming very fashionable around Africa, uh, where people are just abandoning their tradition and beliefs uh, in droves, um, in preference for the more modern, um, within the right facade and all the uh, pieces and razzmatazz that goes with uh, the Western um, religion, especially Christianity. And how we've just been able to just allude our own tradition only to satanism and black things and evil and all that. So it might not necessarily be so. So I think the rest of Africa will have something to learn from the Zulu culture and how they've been able to create this healthy balance. In taking this home, um, uh, I just want to ask that I have just one question that has two sides to it. In one, in one very simple sentence, what does it take 
to win a Zulu man's heart and possibly a Zulu lady's heart in just one very short sentence. <laughs> sure. <laughs> hmm. I think re- other than food, I think respect. Respect. Oh, respect. Okay, so. Yes. Yeah, so you know, in- Zulu men, all they want is, you know, a woman who would just respect them, mm-hmm. who would just, you know, give in into, I, I don't want to say, you know, when they say chauvinist pigs, in a way where... Oh, <laughs> but I think the Zulu culture is matriarchy in Asia. So where is chauvinism coming into this? <laughs> so in, in that, but when you respect so humbly that even looking at your... You don't even look them in the eye. The status, yeah. You show that you give them their space of being and respect in like 100% in every way, then mm-hmm. you would have won that man's heart, then the food, obviously. Ah, okay. Okay, so just like in everywhere in the world, the way to a Zulu man's heart is still through food and respect food. and loads of that too. And will that also um, amount for the same thing for the ladies too? I think for the ladies is is different. There is, I said it before, there is a saying that said, Ubushe ben daughter is in Gomozayo. Mm. I will translate. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because in Yoruba language, you say uh, a man that decides to go and uh, speak English in the house of his in-law, we also have the singular honor and responsibility to interpret it. So <laughs> do us the honors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they say the beauty of a man yes. is in his cows, the world. Right. So for a, a, a Zulu wife, woman, you are looking at the men who would immediately show that they will be able to take care of you mm-hmm. and your family. The and rest me, is... Trust me, they're not asking for too much. That will be about the same thing that most fathers, most mothers will be looking out for, including the bride. Yeah. Nobody wants to marry yeah. out his daughter into slavery. Yeah. Okay, so we're just yes. taking this home very nicely now. Um, for those people that want to visit South Africa or any of the locations where the Zulu tribe is prevalent, what will be those things they can see that forms a part of the Zulu culture or, or tradition that can also be a major driver for tourism? Yeah. So definitely um, Durban, which is Guazulu Natal in Durban. And you have a place that is called Ushaka Marine. Mm-hmm. So that place in Durban uh, has so much in store for people who are traveling in Durban to see everything that is Guazulu, you know. And then in there, they have what in, in, in that destination, what they do, they have days where they will showcase different things. They will showcase the returns. They would showcase the food. There will be an African market. They will showcase the, the Izangoma, the healers. And all. So you there, Ushaga Marine in Durban, that's where you will be able to see almost everything that is because KwaZulu Natal is big, Tayo, but in that city, that's where you will be able to see almost everything that is Zulu, the kingdom of the Zulu. Then the other place is Ulundi. Ulundi is very rich, 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 rich in tradition. That is where um, Inkata Freedom Party leader, Mangosutu Kutelezi stays. 
there even when you when you enter ulundi from the way you would be received that is authentically still 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 authentically very zulu so ulundi and daven would be the place to go ah okay so thank you very much um for that insight and um I just want to say thank you very much Pumzele because you've done more justice than we would ever ever imagine. And for our listeners at home, I'm sure you've seen uh, Zulu from the eyes of an insider, uh, a public relations expert, a brand strategist and a blogger, a YouTuber and who else like I said will be able to communicate this better. Yeah. Yeah, my dear Pumzele Patedi. Yeah. What be your last yeah. words for our listeners and uh those who wants to visit South Africa for one reason or the other about the true about the Zulu tribe culture tradition and language and as you round up that you will also leave your final words to us in Zulu language with those clicking and tongue twisting <laughs> words <laughs> uh Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for 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 having me. As I said, you know what? Yes, I was born Swati, but I had a privilege to grow up as a Zulu girl, and proudly so. Uh, my maiden surname is Upumzile Wagajamini. You know when I was named Wagangu. I am not so even going to try that. <laughs> <laughs> is a beautiful country when you come to wazulu natal make sure that you visit the places that i've said and you would really experience the love you would really experience ubuntu at its best at its best the people and you know how beautiful they are in wazulu natal you will never lose it thank and you very much thank you, you know, and yeah in, and me, in zulu language <laughs> in zulu language <laughs> Africa <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I just wanted to do one liner for us uh, to just tell Azula listeners to support Travita uh, by uh, liking, sharing, subscribing uh, to our numerous social media uh, handles at the Travita and also find us on our website www.travita.com. Thank you. We'll definitely do that. Okay. So thank you very much again, uh, uh, Pumzele. And I'm sure we'll be coming back to you again very soon on another episode of The Traviator. I think to our listeners at home, you will agree with me that we now have a different, a more informed insight into the Zulu culture. And just before I go, I just want to, uh, on behalf of the team at The Traviator, extend our sincere condolences to the good people of the Zulu tribe in South Africa on the recent demise of their traditional ruler. Until the next time on this show, my name is Tayo Ori Shadare, and I want to admonish you to please keep learning the world.
Thanks for joining us on The Traviator. Please stay up to date with us by visiting thetraviator.com. You may also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all podcast outlets. Until next time, keep learning the world, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Traviator Podcast.